This is Mac and Eddie after the show, episode number three. How you doing? I am fantastic. And uh, let's see, today uh, I have burrito tape, uh, compromised Johnny Cash, uh, ticked off grandparents. <laughs> okay. Very uh, eclectic today. Um, I want to talk about things we tell our kids, and maybe we should go back and think about what we've told our kids. <laughs> <laughs> And what can't you be billed for lately? Have you heard about the emotional charge? <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, John Johns Hopkins University, a very hoity-toity school on the uh, on the coast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, $68,000 a year to go there. Woo. Anyway, uh, a team of students there have uh, figured out what they're, what they're calling tasty tape. What they're doing, it's a tape... You like burritos, right? Everybody likes burritos. But burritos fall apart when you eat them. Mm-hmm. They have it. figured out a tape to hold burritos together. Now, That's what brilliant, they, actually. Yeah, what they did is they deconstructed tape on how to, how to figure out how to, you know, how to make it stick together, right? And then they went back to make it so you could eat it. It, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I know that they are, it's patented, so they're not telling you what it is. But I've right. watched the Food Network enough to know that there's always a way to make things that shouldn't be edible. True. <laughs> I mean, they do it all the time when they have those challenges and stuff. Interesting. It says, it says, first we learned about the science around the tape, the different adhesives, and then we worked to find edible counterparts. They need to find a way to keep tacos from falling apart. Uh, it's it's the same. They're doing That's the same the thing. You can, you can do it with the tacos as well, they say. Whatever you want to use it on. But you can eat the tape because it's made of food product. Well, there How you about go. that? Brilliance yes. in the making. Hey, a new survey by Mattel reveals 33% of kids think dinosaurs are actually real and roaming the earth. <laughs> why wouldn't they? Yeah, why wouldn't with they? With all these great movies uh, that have come. I, my kids were raised on Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and Barney's been around for years. Yes. Everybody loves the purple dinosaur. Dinosaurs are big. They're still huge. But here's the thing. It got me thinking, you know, I know that that happened with my kids. Not necessarily with dinosaurs, but for instance... <laughs> My daughter didn't realize mermaids weren't real until (laughs) (laughs) I have a pretty good imagination. And (laughs) no, get out. I loved to play with my kids and tell them fabulous stories and um, whatever. But I would forget. And I guess I didn't realize I needed to go back and say, oh, by the way, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't real. Uh So my daughter was um, telling me one day. That she had to do a convincing paper or whatever um, on something. And so she picked mermaids. And <laughs> <laughs> she realized the night before she had to do this, or no, she realized at some point before she had to do this and stand up in front of the class and make this presentation, I think she was 14. She oh, said, my goodness. <laughs> Mom. Oh, Mom. Mermaids aren't real. Like, she's telling me this. And I'm. I almost wrecked the car because we were driving and I, I'm like, what do you mean? Are you joking right now? You didn't let the cat <laughs> so out of the bag early In my now. head, I was thinking, what else did I tell the kids that wasn't real? Um, you have to go back to the page of the time. Yeah. Did you ever do that with your kids? Like you would tell them. I, every parent does it. Every parent does it. Oh, yeah. For years, my kids thought I was magic that I could uh, make the song go back to the beginning. 
Uh-huh. There's a little button on your steering wheel that goes back and re- rewinds it automatically. Yeah. <laughs> my kids used to think my husband controlled stoplights with his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just look out the corner of your eye when the other one's turned yellow yeah. or red. <laughs> For some reason, it always worked. I don't know, maybe he can. But um, and the other thing was I used to tell him that I knew when they were lying because they had a mommy dot. And it would light up on their forehead. <laughs> and so they would, um, especially my youngest son, would always come up and he would, I'd start talking to him about whatever he was asking me. And he always would stand there and cover his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always pull my hat down if yeah. I had a hat. So the mommy dot works. Well, Johnny Cash, unfortunately, he's been gone for a while, but he's making headlines again. His hometown in Arkansas uh, has a he has a there's a big uh, water tower with his picture on it, and he's uh, he, he's kind of facing he's he's looking out and his his legs are apart. So apparently last week somebody shot a bullet hole right between, we'll say Johnny's legs. Oh no! So uh, an immense amount of water is leaking out, and it looks like well, let's say Johnny's relieving himself. Oh no! Um, That's terrible. Yeah, uh, Mayor Luke Neal of Kingsland. Arkansas says we're losing about thirty thousand gallons of water per day at a cost of about two hundred bucks. The silhouette <laughs> is spraying water onto the ground below and is drawing tourists to witness the unusual scene. Now you can check it out. There's video of this. It has gone viral, of course. Well, of course. Um, Neil said the water tower previously leaked from a bullet hole back in '93, but it wasn't uh, strategically placed as it is right now. Uh, Investigation was opened up, but since they have found the guy that did the strategic bullet hole. Well, you got to be thinking about that before somebody makes your uses your image into something. <laughs> Can you? Here's Johnny. Now, I saw Johnny Cash back at the uh, the livestock show and rodeo down in Texas when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He put on a good show, um, but the guy faces felony charges now. Oh. Well, hey, hey, what are you in here for? That's bad. Well, I shot a bullet hole in between Johnny's legs. <laughs> I'm just saying, what are you in here for? A murder. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, so this story I thought was uh, interesting. A woman recently said that uh, she took her sister to the hospital or just to a clinic for an appointment. And they charged her $40 for crying during the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrified because I'm emotional. Um, Anyway, the charge claims that uh, it said, quote, brief emotional behavioral assessment that cost $40 on her bill. Wow. So now they're charging you if you cry. (laughs) Okay, now let's just say this right now. Healthcare professionals, especially in the last two years, have worked so hard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that is... Probably really taxing. When somebody's emotional, it's stressful on everybody. But forty dollars, and she said, "Yeah, I didn't even realize it was being that emotional." Sitting there crying on the I, side. Yeah. Hey, there's another. How 30 much bucks. per tear? Just so I know. That's another thirty. But my my daughter's in trouble. She hates needles. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know, you're you're in deep deep trouble. So when you go in, just know, you know, put a smile on your face. <laughs> you better get the crying out early. Yeah. Hopefully, get, there's no charge for smiling or laughing. That might be well, next week. I'm in really big trouble if that's the case. <laughs> okay, uh, grandparents in the news. Uh, in India, once again, uh, an Indian couple is suing their son and daughter-in-law now 
demanding they produce grandchildren within a year or pay them $675,000. A 61-year-old retired government officer said it was an emotional and sensitive issue for he and his wife. They cannot wait any longer. Now, his son, a pilot, was married six years ago. We want a grandson or granddaughter within a year or compensation because we have spent our life's earnings on my son's education. It's been six years. It feels that despite having everything, we have nothing. The courts have accepted their petition and have scheduled a hearing. That's way too controlling. (laughs) Okay, how well do you know your car? I'm guessing most guys probably really well. Well, not me. I'm totally, well, that's beside the point. Well, I was going down this list because it said the most commonly misunderstood car functions and mistakes. And I'm really bad with a lot of these. Uh, Trying to find your fog light button. Because nobody ever wants those on, so I never turn mine on. What are they for anyway? I mean, <laughs> well, well hence, if you have fog, then it just makes hence, it worse. Hence the name fog. On mine, you just pull out the little, you know, handle on the on the left on the Jeep. You just pull them out. Well, twenty five percent of people don't know where theirs is. <laughs> I'm one of them. I can do fog lights, but a lot of things I don't know. Finding the lever to open the the hood. In the front. Oh, sometimes that can be challenging. I don't know how to do that. Really? 25% of people are just like me. (laughs) Oh, here's a big one. Putting the windshield wiper blade on on the back window. Well, see, that can be tough because those are like different sizes Mm -hmm. and they're kind of, you know, kind of hidden back in there. Have you ever had things like this happen when you're in your car? Oh, yeah. The the one in the back is is extra hard because you have to kind of take off a piece to get to it. Um, so that can be a little bit more challenging. Um, the ones in the front can be a little bit harder, but if you mess around with it, you, I can do it. <laughs> um, but see, as I'm going I'm to be a little sexist here, but a, as a female, if you go up to the attendant, they'll do it for you. As a guy, we really can't go up and go, hey, man, can you change my windshield <laughs> wiper? Because I, I just can't do that. No, I've had this silliest things happen to me because well now you know we live i live fairly close to town and the station now so i don't drive as much as i used to when we lived way out of town and i realized that there are things that i've forgotten i've had my car for a long time i don't remember how to turn on the rear window defrost (laughs) i can't figure it out isn't there a button for that there is but i don't know where it is (laughs) I was at work one morning and it, you know, cause we get here so early and it was a really cold day. I think this was just last winter. It was really cold. And when I left, it was still cold and my rear window had frosted over all of my windows, but I got in the car without thinking cause I scraped my front window and everything. And I wasn't thinking about the back window. When I got on the road, I was like, Oh, I need to defrost that. And I know there's a button here somewhere. I never did find it. (laughs) (laughs) And I have done this before. This is so awful. I was driving once when I realized that it's that one of the lights came on on the dash. Mm -hmm. And I called my husband because he was working. He worked nearby. 
where I was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the the light is on on the dash and I don't know what to do. So he's like, swing by my work and I'm, I'll look at it. When I got there, he stuck his head in the car and he said, have you never run low on gas before? <laughs> I said, no. I, I mean, I don't do that. I always, I always fill up when it's like just around half a tank. He's like, well, honey, that's your low gas indicator right there. That's meet it. That's, fan- <laughs> that's fantastic. He was relieved, but also stupefied. Because, oh, no wonder my daughter believed in mermaids. <laughs> You know, and then that brought everything full circle. Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay, that wraps it up this week. We'll be back next Friday for another episode, and we'll try to do better next week.